Welcome to the Extra Point Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, TJ Guthrie, Jared Beans, and Garrett Boss. Hello, everybody. It's Saturday morning, October 6th. This is Jared coming to you again with another daily fantasy show. Coming off a great week. Here we are, making that money out here. We're up big. This last week in week four of the NFL, we played a doubler game, finished in the 65th percentile, and won some money. Also, didn't tell you guys about it, but played in a tournament game as well, finished in the 94th percentile, and went 5.5x using the same players I told you to start last week, just in a different order. The bottom line is we've been really good. I mean, we are way up on the air. We've got a 4x game a 2x game, and last week was very good. It was 5.5x. I wish I would have just said it. I wish I would have just came out and told you all about it. But, alas, if you used the players that I told you to play, then you probably did very well. Let's just jump right into it, going into week five of NFL action. Let's load up DraftKings here. We're going to be playing in the Sunday slate. That's all the games that don't include Sunday night. And Monday night, and all the rest of the games, the 1 o'clock games and the 4 o'clock games. First, we will start with running backs. Like always, this week, we'll be trying to make a top-heavy running back lineup again. It really worked well for us last week with Kamara and Elliott. They both went off, both scored over 30 points. So let's keep rolling with that strategy. My top running back option this week looks to be Todd Gurley at 9400 That is very pricey. Uh, about what Kamara was last week, but he may be worth it. He may be the guy to go to. In second is Melvin Gordon. I really like Melvin Gordon's matchup against Oakland. He's only 8,600, so we may try and fit him in, save a couple bucks instead of going way up and getting girly. After that, it gets kind of thin. Saquon Barkley's got a decent matchup. Christian McCaffrey's going up against the Giants, but he's eight grand. I don't know. That's a little expensive for McCaffrey, I believe, but we'll see if we can make him fit as well. James Conner's had a couple bad weeks in a row. Even though he's going up against a bad Atlanta team, it may it's kind of scared me off that he's uh, that pricey and has not performed well over the last couple weeks. So we'll slide down the scale here. You'll find... A couple nice, good running backs at nice values. David Johnson has been a little disappointing to start the year, but he's only 6300 and that is very cheap for a talent like David Johnson, and he's going up against a bad San Francisco defense. David Johnson may be a great play this week just on the fact that you're saving so much money by getting him in the lineup. Same goes for Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is only 5800 and he had a big week last, last week. He's facing Jacksonville. All the Kansas City players are going to be a little lower this week because they're facing Jacksonville. But I like Kareem Hunt at that value as well. Leonard Fournette is also out this week. So that means TJ Yeldon is playable. And he's only 5,600. And he is going up against a terrible Kansas City secondary. Really like TJ Yeldon this week. Now, sliding down, kind of the cheaper options here. Buck Allen is 4700 I think that the last week, uh, Collins fumbled on the goal line. It may make the, the Baltimore offense a little skeptical about putting him in on the goal line. Allen is definitely a tournament guy you can plug in and get some big action from. Maybe get a, turn, or a touchdown or two. And he 
does well in the receiving game. Definitely a good play at 4,700. From there, probably one of my plays of the week is Aaron Jones. He's only 4,300. He's very talented and on a high octane Green Bay defense or offense, excuse me, going up against the Detroit Lions defense. Now they've been okay against the pass, but they have not played good competition. And Aaron Jones plays running back. He should dice up this Detroit defense. Moving down the list a little bit, Austin Eckler is always a nice value and a nice play, especially in a tournament. He's only $4,200. And if you're looking into the basement to find a running back, Mike Davis is $3,500. Chris Carson will be coming back this week, so he won't get the same touch as he did last week, but you never know with that Pete Carroll offense. Mike Davis, very cheap for a guy who went off for about 20 points last week. All right, guys, that is the running max. Let's move on to the wide receivers. This week's top option is Antonio Brown. He's $9,100. I think that's a little pricey. He's very talented, but he has not gotten the same share of the targets as he usually does. Juju's taken a couple away from him. And Pittsburgh has, has been a little underwhelming to start the year. Julio Jones also expensive at $8,500, but he is going up against a terrible Pittsburgh secondary. From there... Adam Thielen is 7,700 going up against Philly. Really like that. Thielen has been big to start the year. Juju also like Juju at 7,500. Going down the list a little bit, Stephon Diggs, Thielen's partner, also going up against the same Philadelphia defense that's been suspect to start the year. He's only 7,000. If you wanted a little cheaper option than Thielen, definitely take a look at Diggs for your top wide receiver target. Golden Tate. Has had a big year as well. He's 6,700. He's a he's a main cash game guy. Catches a lot of passes, and he's been very good for Matt Stafford this year. He's only 6,700. Those are your top options this week. I think that we're gonna try and fit at least one of these guys into the lineup this week. Going down to the mid level, looks like Amari Cooper this week is 5,500. That is fairly cheap for a guy going up against the LA Chargers and their. 23rd ranked defense against wide receivers. Kenny Stills right behind him at 5,400 going up against Cincinnati, who has also not been good against the wideouts. Both those guys look like nice plays at a decent price to me. Calvin Ridley has been big the last couple weeks. He's 5,800. Still a bit of a steal. Has been a little touchdown dependent, but he's going up against the Pittsburgh secondary, and the Pittsburgh secondary is not good if you're don't want to fit Jones in there at that monster price and would rather take a shot on Ridley at 5800 I am all about that. Moving down the list, one of the big steals of the week, Marvin Jones is only 4700 In that offense going up against Green Bay, that's going to be a nice play. There is a problem, though. Last night when I was filling this out, he was not listed as questionable, and now he is. Something may have happened in practice, so it may be kind of a situation you need to monitor. Marvin Jones will be a really good play if he gets in there, but he has to get in there. Moving down a little cheaper is Jordy Nelson at 4,500. I like these Oakland receivers. They're really cheap against a bad Chargers defense, and Nelson has kind of emerged as the possession guy for Derek Carr. I like his price, 4,500. He's gone off in the last couple weeks. Mike Williams is also down there against the other side, the poor Oakland defense. He's only 4,200. And for a guy that can catch a lot of touchdowns, 
that is a great play, maybe a good tournament play more than anything. If you're looking into the basement, there are a couple home run hitters down here that you can go and try and get. Grant and Wilson for the Miami Dolphins might both be nice plays that are very cheap. Maybe hard to kind of decipher which one's going to catch the bomb, but they have both done it already this year. So if you're looking for a tournament play, a risky play, to fit one of the bigger guys in there, you can try and throw Grant or Wilson in. All right, moving on to the tight ends. So Zach Ertz this week is the top option. He's 6,500, quickly followed by Travis Kelsey at 6,000. Kelsey's a little lower because he's going up against Jacksonville. I don't necessarily like that matchup for him, so I'm going to try and look to avoid playing him. Zach Ertz, I don't mind, though. $6,500 for basically a top receiving option in that offense is good. Jared Cook is $4,800. He's pretty cheap still for the top fantasy tight end through the first four weeks. He's only tight end. He's the fifth-ranked tight end on this list, and he's almost a good 2,000 behind Zach Ertz, even though he's been better. Jared Cook, definitely nice to try and fit him in the lineup. From there, we've got Vance McDonald down at 3,700. He has caught a couple balls in the last couple weeks, going up against the terrible Atlanta defense. I like that as well. Austin Hooper for the same reason just on the other side is $3,000 that is very cheap for him but I've got a guy for you that I think a lot of people will be trying to play it's CJ Uzuma the backup tight end for Cincinnati going up against Miami Tyler Eifert was big in that offense and poor Tyler Eifert broke his ankle last week I feel bad for the guy but this is the week where his backup tight end is very cheap but he'll get similar production to Eifert CJ Uzuma, 2,900. If he's a great guy to fit in, so you can play some of your bigger dogs. All right, moving on to quarterbacks. Your top option this week is Ben Roethlisberger, $6,900. I like it. He's at home going up against Atlanta, the 27th ranked defense. Big play here. That's why he's priced so much. But if you believe in Ben, $6,900 is fairly cheap for him. I don't mind it, but I'm not necessarily going to try and look for that. I don't trust Ben as much this year. He's been a little waffly. The first five quarterbacks are probably all going to be played a lot. Phillip Rivers is next. Don't mind his matchup either against Oakland. And then Matt Ryan on the other side of that Pittsburgh game. They're $6,700 and $6,600 respectively. Jared Goff, I find that a lot of people will probably play. He's 6,500 against Seattle because of the big week he had last week, but I'm not necessarily sold on him. He may be kind of overused and may have had a bigger game than he usually does last week. I don't think I'm taking the Jared Goff bait this week. And Cam Newton going up against the Giants, 6,400. I like that a lot for Cam. Moving down the list a little bit to cheaper options. I told you Carson Wentz may have a decent game. He's only 5,800. He's going up against Minnesota, who's been suspect to start the year. Matt Stafford right behind him at 57, going up against the Green Bay defense. And Blake Bortles at $5,500, going up against the bad Kansas City defense. I do think Kansas City takes a 
a lead in this game. And if they do, I think Blake Bortles will have to play catch up a little bit. Get your classic Blake Bortles garbage time points. Maybe that type of game for Blake. But it's hard to trust Blake. Don't necessarily, it might be more of a tournament option. But we'll see if we can't find some love for Blake this week. If you're looking in the basement, Eli Manning still has good weapons. And he's only $4,900. I recommend Eli Manning if you're trying to save some money. Also, just know, Eli Manning is bad. So, you're kind of hoping for a fluke game if you go that low and try and get Eli Manning. I'm staying away from Rosen, Darnold, Allen, Bethard, all those guys that are right next to him. But I would take a shot on Manning before any of those guys. Also, Russell Wilson is only $5,100. If you think he's going to have a bounce-back game from his terrible start to the year, it's going to be against the Rams. Probably not. That's why he's so cheap. So... If you believe in the quarterback over the, the matchup, then I'd go with Wilson at 5,100 as well. All right, moving to the final part here. We're looking at defenses. The Titans get the advantage of Buffalo this week. They're the top option, and they're $4,000. I like that a lot, as do I like the Rams at Seattle. $3,800. Rams probably one of the best defenses in the league. I like that a lot. The Ravens. Are going up against the Browns. Ravens are $2,800. Browns are okay. They've turned over a lot though, so the Ravens will get some advantages there. And on the flip side of that, I also like the Browns against the Ravens. I don't like the Ravens offense that much. They have a decent offensive line, and that's pretty much it. The Browns have a good defense. $2,500 is what their price is, and I think this will be a very low-scoring game. At the bottom, I guess if you wanted to try the Bills defense against Tennessee, if you don't believe in the Mariota hype, I don't think anyone really does. $2,300 is what they're at. I think that's a risky play, but I don't mind it as much as I mind like you trying to throw the Falcons in there or something. All right, that is the finale. That's everything I got. Let me know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at underscore the extra point see if you've got any plays that you want to add in i'll go through my lineup this week for the cash game only i may try and build a tournament lineup but i do not, i have not done that yet i will at least tell you what i've got for the cash game to start at qb rolling out old blake blake bortles blake gonna do what blake gonna do i like him a lot at fifty five hundred dollars against a bad kansas city defense at running back, I've got Melvin Gordon as my top guy at 8600 And cheaping it out and going with Aaron Jones, I told you he was going to be a good play at 4300 At the wide receivers, I've got Adam Thielen going at 77 Calvin Ridley at 58 And Marvin Jones at 47 At tight end, I'm sneaking in C.J. Uzuma. He's only 2900 I like that a lot. And... In the flex spot, after putting all these guys in, and I liked a lot of guys that were kind of at value this week, I found myself left over with $8,000 to spend in the flex spot. Guess who was there for $8,000? His name is Christian McCaffrey. He's going to get the call, too. I told you that I might try and fit him in. Didn't like his matchup as much as the other guys, but I had the money to spend on him, and he's been very, very good to start the year. Olsen's not back yet. McCaffrey will reap some of that benefit. We're putting McCaffrey in because we can afford him. And the defense? Well, that's the old Browns. Let me down last week, but 
I think we have a bounce back week for the Browns against the Ravens. All right, guys, that's it. We've won two out of four weeks um, to start the year here. One of them was a tournament. Another one was a tournament. And then last week was cash game. So we've won. We've played five games. We've won three. We've done very, very well to start the year. Feeling confident about these shows and my abilities to give you solid advice. So I hope you're out there listening. Moving on to the finale here. It's the Big Five. Big Five has been pretty good. Never done it before. We're through four weeks, and my record is ten and nine and one. So I have another five games coming to you for, for to you right now. Actually, only four, though, because one of the games I picked was the Thursday night. It was Indy plus 10.5 at New England. Guess what? We lost. Bet on my Colts for the fifth straight game. I was 4-0 going in against them, but finally got beat. If the Indies receivers could have caught a couple balls, maybe it would have taken a W there. 10.5 was a lot of points, but Indianapolis dropped the ball, so we're starting out on when to start the week. But the other games are Minnesota plus three at Philadelphia, Dallas plus 3.5 at Houston, Green Bay in the Pick'em game at Detroit taking Green Bay, and Denver minus one at New York Jets. You know I love those road teams, guys. I've basically picked road teams every time. I'm 10 and 9 and 1. So it's not great. It's also not bad. Over 500. Need to win a couple games to get over that 55% pro gambling start, though. Um, anyway, there you go. There's the big five. Hope you guys like it. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Shout out to Thrive Fantasy, our sponsor, and my co-hosts, TJ Guthrie and Garrett Voss. Hopefully they make it happen this week, as well as me. Good luck to you guys in week five, and I will see you on the flip-flop. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Follow us on Twitter at underscore The Extra Point.